The Gut Pharmacist Podcast with Riley Ramosco, traditional naturopath and holistic nutritionist. For decades, the doctors, the nutritionists, the government have been telling us to avoid cholesterol, high fats, and high cholesterol foods because of the false belief that eating these foods would cause heart disease. It's now clear that that research is outdated and inaccurate, but doctors and the general public are still trying to catch up, and so many people are still afraid of cholesterol. So today I want to talk about the cholesterol myths and solutions to high cholesterol, and why cholesterol is actually really important for the body. So there was a false assumption that if blood cholesterol is high, this is a bad thing and dietary cholesterol is a bad thing too. It's not really about dietary cholesterol. There's a lot more to the story. There's a lot of nuances. So we're going to get into it. First, I want to talk about why cholesterol is necessary for health. So cholesterol is a fatty substance that is produced by the liver and also taken in from the diet, but cholesterol is used to perform so many body functions, including building our cell membranes, helping build myelin around the nerves and certain structures of the brain. It's also helpful to build our hormones like testosterone, progesterone, estrogen, and even cortisol. So cholesterol isn't the enemy, and without it, we would have issues with the myelin sheaths, the cell membranes, the brain, the hormones, stress hormones, so many different things. And we also wouldn't be able to make CoQ10, which is actually an important component that is essential for cholesterol metabolism, and statin medications actually deplete CoQ10, so that's a good thing to remember. But it's not really about having low cholesterol. Low cholesterol can be a bad thing. It's about having balanced cholesterol and the right types and right proportions of cholesterol. The truly bad cholesterol is when it becomes oxidized or rancid. This is due to oxidative stress, free radicals, and this process triggers a cycle of inflammation in the body, which can lead to damage to artery walls. And cholesterol is actually there to repair the damage to the arteries. So cholesterol doesn't just start packing on the arteries. There has to be damage present and many other factors for cholesterol to then become a problem. But at the end of the day, the cholesterol still isn't the true problem. It's the type, the proportion, and the pre-existing damage that's already occurring in the body. And the real danger is also when these LDL, which are these low-density lipoprotein particles, become oxidized, and then they start this buildup of plaque and depositing cholesterol in the arteries. Again, those arteries have to be damaged for that to occur. So pre-existing issues usually occur. It's not just the cholesterol. There's many other things at play. And then the main treatment for high cholesterol, which is statins, These medications don't actually fix high cholesterol like any other medication. They don't fix the problem. They change a very small process in the body, which always has side effects. So statins do have severe side effects like type 2 diabetes, even liver damage in rare cases because of that liver cholesterol connection. Also symptoms like muscle pain, memory loss, digestive issues, and many other side effects are reported according to drugs.com and many other resources. 
But as we know, doctors, of course, prescribe statins as the main line of treatment to keep cholesterol levels low. But remember, low cholesterol can also be very damaging to the body, even more than high cholesterol in some cases. And what these drugs do is they artificially lower cholesterol production by the liver. So this interferes with a normal process in the body, which is why there are always side effects, just like with any other drug. And of course, we're not ever fixing the underlying problems. We're just focusing on a very specific enzymatic process, whether it's upregulating or downregulating. It's always going to have side effects, and it's not going to fix the whole picture that's going on. So let's talk about the type of fat that we're eating. So the type of fat to eat is really more important than the amount of fat. A low-fat diet is no longer suggested or shouldn't be <laughs> if someone actually knows the nuances. Um, but low fat does not necessarily fix low cholesterol. It doesn't fix the root of the problem. It's about the type of fat. So we look at trans fats, hydrogenated fats. These do produce abnormal cholesterol and byproducts in the body. Whereas the healthy fats like omega-3 fats and even some saturated fats come, you know, coupled with a healthy whole food plant diet and also fats like olive oil, avocado, these actually improve the type of cholesterol and the type of cholesterol that our body needs. So the biggest source of abnormal cholesterol isn't fat. Guess what? It's actually processed sugars and damaged fats. Okay. So it's always about what we're eating, the type and the proportion. There are so many nuances. We can't just blame fats. It's processed sugar and damaged fats that are the problem. So where can we find these? In processed foods, refined foods, these boxed, frozen, sometimes even canned foods, anything that doesn't have a whole food foundation can have these processed sugars and damaged fats. So these refined foods are stripped of nutrients during processing, which actually uses up our own nutrient stores to break them down, leaving us with no nutrients for cell health. We're depleted. We have these inflammatory molecules floating around with more cell stress because of lack of nutrients, then cells become damaged over time. 30-second interruption. If you are tired of dealing with all these unnecessary symptoms and you'd like to get to the root causes of your problems, just apply to work with me. I help people like you every single day find answers with functional labs, root cause approaches, and holistic health. I work one-on-one -on -one with USA and Canada and offer an affordable independent program worldwide. If you need help, just click on the apply to work with me link in the show notes. Now back to the podcast. So we talked about cholesterol myths, why cholesterol is important, basics and everything. So now I want to talk about testing. Physicians who are just using a lipid panel to conclude heart disease risk are using outdated and incomplete information. So it's not just a simple lipid panel that fully assesses heart disease risk, but also other markers. There are many, but certain ones like HSCRP, 
homocysteine, fibrinogen, which is clotting factor, and an MRI lipid profile, which looks at the sizes of the cholesterol. So we don't just need a simple lipid panel. It has to be a comprehensive panel with all the ratios, the LDL, the HDL, and the total, as well as some of these other markers. Again, CRP, homocysteine, fibrinogen, and MRI lipid profile. Those in conjunction with some other markers are more accurate in assessing a person's risk of heart disease. Okay, so a physician who is just using cholesterol numbers is again using outdated and incomplete information. There's always more to the story and we have to look at the individual, not just the numbers on labs. So now I want to talk about solutions. So there are certain cases where people have high cholesterol and maybe their risk of heart disease is elevated. So then we can do a specific protocol to get those numbers in control, reduce the inflammation, and get the client or patient on a better path. So reducing or balancing cholesterol is a comprehensive process like anything. So we have nutrition, exercise, supplements, stress support, lowering toxic load, supporting the liver. Many of these things are involved with balancing cholesterol and promoting a healthy heart. So with nutrition, of course, we need to have an organic whole food diet with high nutrient-dense foods, little to no processed foods, no box, frozen, canned, and plenty of fiber so that bile can bind and eliminate any excess cholesterol. And fiber also helps balance blood sugar, which is helpful for cholesterol and heart health too. Exercise, gentle exercise supports heart health and helps use up our fat stores, balances cholesterol, balances blood sugar. We know exercise is good for so many different things. We have to make sure that we're not overdoing it. We're having gentle exercise, maybe daily walks, yoga, occasional light jogs, whatever works for the person. Certain supplements, CoQ10, red yeast rice, phytosterols, flaxseed oil, these are all very helpful for supporting normal cholesterol levels and also heart health. We just need to make sure that you ask your physician if you're on any, for the side effects of any of these, if you are on a statin or any other medication that could interfere with these types of natural supplements. Always talk to your provider if you're trying to start anything new in your protocol. And then stress support, getting out in nature, meditation, yoga, breath work, these are all very helpful for supporting the body's vitality, reducing inflammation, and helping balance the heart. Lowering toxic load. This is really important, and this is not really talked about in a doctor's office when it comes to cholesterol, but lowering toxic load and supporting the liver is very important for balancing cholesterol. Because the liver produces cholesterol and the bile actually binds and helps to eliminate and balance some of that as well as some resorption of the bile from the stool into portal circulation. But lowering toxic load helps to reduce free radicals. So this will prevent those oxidized fats and damaged molecules floating around in the body, which can then create damage to the arteries. We want to make sure that we lower these toxins so we can reduce these free radicals as much as possible. So I like to use Environmental Working Group Verified Products. You can go to their site, search for various products, get toxicity ratings, and make better switches. But anything you put on your skin, hair, anything you spray, inhale, 
those all can add to the toxic load, impair liver function, and therefore down the road potentially interfere with cholesterol. As far as supporting the liver, lowering toxic load is a huge part of that, but also there's supportive supplements. Again, always ask your physician if you're trying anything new and if you're on any medications, but milk thistle, N-acetylcysteine, glutathione, bitter herbs, uh, bitter foods even like artichoke, cruciferous, those are all very supportive for liver health. So there were the solutions, again, nutrition, exercise, supplements, reducing stress, lowering toxic load, and supporting the liver. Cholesterol is not a bad thing. There's always more to the story, and we need to stop being afraid of it. So hopefully that information helped. Much of this was taken from Dr. Mark Hyman's The Cholesterol Solution ebook, if you'd like to refer to that for much needed information and supportive Uh, things about high cholesterol myths and solutions. So thank you again for listening. Hey there. Thanks for listening. You can find me on Instagram at gut expert Riley on Facebook at the gut pharmacist, same spelling as this podcast on YouTube at the gut pharmacist. And my website is holistic Riley.podia.com where you can find information on working with me, my background, and more helpful information to feel empowered in your journey.